0: Oh Rio, Rio, I think I want to no, know you. What it do, welcome back to Agitator, the only uh, freestyle storytelling podcast starring two Mystic juggler weebs.
1: I'm J. David Osborne.
0: Uh, I'm Kelby Losack. This is probably an introductory episode to a whole lot of people, because <clears throat> yes. we just met a whole lot of people.
1: We met a bunch of people at AWP, a bunch of beautiful, wonderful, amazing people who bought our books at least 300 copies
0: at so least copies. yeah we're, we're waiting did. on the count from Eddie he better not fuck up the count like, uh, like, we, like we accidentally did with the yeah, fucked up like the we, count
1: hmm the where'd that hmm. hundred dollars go I don't uh, know who knows who knows you yeah. like money shoes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely good bro blue suede yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we definitely went into AWP with the intention of selling as many books as we possibly could and we accomplished that. We learned a lot from Eddie. Eddie's the carnival barker. Carnival barker. He calls people in. He says, hey, do you like weird books? People responded to that. And if they walk on the opposite end of the aisle, he goes, do
0: you like weird books?
1: Yep. <laughs> it just gets louder if they're further away. Um, a few things that I took away from this that I thought were really interesting is, number one, there's no, <sighs> there's no real clear demographic for our books. People just kind of like them. I mean, we sold to a bunch of women, a bunch of Zoomers. Uh, and we've
0: said before yeah. that, uh, you know, we're notorious for saying that women like to read. That's our motto. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And so that's, uh, I mean, that's not surprising.
1: It's not surprising to me at all. I think all. it's
0: just the demographic across the reading board is, is women. But uh, age ranges were interesting.
1: The age ranges really were. I think that Broken River in general and our writing in particular... I think we were just ahead of the curve and I think it took the Zoomers getting to the kind of age where they have disposable income for Broken River to really pop. Because yeah, I just think that we were about 10 years early.
0: We've al- Our audience has always needed to have money. Because yeah. we, uh, people who are from same backgrounds or similar at least class, yep. you know, poor working class, they like they fuck with our shit, yeah. but obviously need money to buy our shit. Yeah, And then uh, Zoomers, yeah, they just need to get older and get jobs or yeah. grants or whatever they have, wherever their money yeah. comes from. Yeah. wherever that money comes from. Yep. Uh, yeah, a lot of Zoomers, a lot of red and blue-haired people mm-hmm. who really, uh, a lot of gold. Yep. I don't know, there was a lot of synchronicities on this trip, too. There was a lot of there was two, a two, lot two. of two 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 Mm -hmm. which is just good for moon and aquarium season
1: we were randomly in the car talking about weird pronunciations of towns because we were going past el i guess el dorado kansas and i said i bet that's called el dorado because people in this region of the country just mispronounce shit (laughs) and i said for example like Miami, oklahoma and then uh somebody came up to our table next day and was like oh yeah i'm from Miami. And it was like that's the fucking most random shit yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah,
0: Every time I looked at the clock, it was some uh, something that added up to two, two, two. Looked at the dash, and it was two hundred twenty-two miles to the uh, to our destination. Uh, yeah, a lot of those kind of sinks. People wearing the same colors as us. Yep. We're a we're very we're a very we're a very mystic focus podcast
1: yeah very mystical very and Uh we definitely grant is probably the most spiritual tarot type dude uh, but kelby's rocking some time oh yeah emulates. grant's
0: the most outwardly yeah. i'm probably the most occult of the occult yeah
1: yeah because kelby's literally around his neck he has uh dead people in a necklace yeah
0: i literally have dead people in my pockets and <laughs> on my necklace <laughs> yeah
1: but y'all didn't know that when you were talking to us yeah like,
0: but that's why you were drawn to the table yep you didn't yeah. know that's that secret sauce that we were like we'll save that for later when mm-hmm. they can mm-hmm. yeah Just <laughs> like because yeah we really want to uh it was encouraging listening to so many people not just fucking with us the way we do shit but saying that that's what they've been trying to start Mm -hmm. or would love to see more of yes yeah
1: yes dude i mean the amount of people who were there basically as mfa students representing a press because that's a lot of awp is colleges basically uh colleges and presses like gray wolf and um well, and a bunch of cool ones, too. Anyway, point is, it's a lot of younger people who are there to represent their school, and they work their table for, I don't know, an hour or something like that, and then they get a free pass to go to AWP. So if you look online, or if you're kind of being guided by a counselor to like pursue writing or English or whatever, mm-hmm. they tell you, go get an MFA, go to these programs. And they were talking our, at our table They didn't even know that we were the authors at first because they were so used to there being reps Representatives that, yeah, push the books. We were like, no, we wrote all these books and we self-published all these books and we do it all together as a collective, as a group, and we help each other out. We go all over the country because we're scattered all over the country. And you could see their eyes go like, wait a minute. There's another way to do this? Yeah. And it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah, there was that chick... um It was just it was extremely validating because we say this kind of shit online and for anybody who's like just starting out uh, pushing your art or whatever uh, don't fret over the online persona shit don't try to be online too much Uh, what we learned is and what we've suspected for a long time because David and I both do nothing but get in trouble online yeah what we learned is meet space meeting people in person moving shit around creating a buzz spreading the word building an audience grassroots kind of in-person way that's the way to do it and you just have to exist online because people walk by they take pictures of your name they whatever and they go and look you up and then they got to be able to find you Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but it doesn't have to go further than that
1: I wonder if when you enter into the matrix of the online social media space if certain parts of your persona or your personality or your soul enter into the matrix and you leave the other parts of it behind. So when you meet somebody in meet space you're seeing the amalgamation of all the elements of their persona all at once and you recognize them as a complex human being with a lot of moving parts but for maybe for you uh, you and me. The part of our souls that go online because we're protecting like the good nice parts of ourselves maybe mm. only the, yeah. e- the evil side yeah. comes out online or something that's true you know because, I, mean? I mean that makes a lot of like, sense we can, because we can i only s- have we can send the warriors out yeah. you know what i mean
0: i really only have vulnerable and open, and I, I like that for I'll give that to meat space. I'll give elements of it to yep. meat space, with, even with strangers, because I like to talk to people and I like to you know um, get to know people and everything. But online, hell no, I'm just evil. I'm just chaotic evil mode yeah. because because you're not gonna the, get vulnerable me inside the matrix. We
1: it's it's like we know that we can send that part of ourselves out into the matrix and protect our souls basically, and then other people just send their whole. Being
0: just sell their soul to the
1: devil, yeah. And I think which is Instagram, and I think that, like, I like this theory now. I'm gonna follow this for a second because a lot of the people who come off as a little bit fake with like the nice guy shit or whatever, maybe they are just bad people and they've sent like the withered fake part of their goodness out onto the internet. You see what I'm saying, yeah. So and we
0: send the evil out to protect ourselves mm-hmm. and they send the nice out because they don't really evil.
1: They don't really have the nice to protect in the first place Yeah, and then of course there are there's the third thing which is that they're just nice people who are chill There and, are some of those and Brian Everson Kevin Brian Maloney Ederson. stopped by the table Yeah, Brian nice guys. Ederson, my favorite author stopped by the table and it's always cool to See that the correct people fuck with you. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. even if it's not you're not the most widely popular amongst other writers Evanson is just always like yeah you guys are amazing mm-hmm. and,
0: and it's like yeah and you're the best living writer so, in America so, so
1: <laughs> that's pretty much all I need yeah thank you for that Um, so yeah demographics were definitely very interesting I was so uh, heartened and like you said it was kind of a confirmation of things that Kelby and I have suspected for a while which is just that People who are our age, our demographic, basically, just isn't really interested. Uh,
0: millennials are just so self, uh, self-absorbed, so self-absorbed, right? Yeah,
1: people have this all backwards because they think that Zoomers are self-absorbed, but that's not true at all. Zoomers are kids who grew up with phones. They were born, uh, like my students were born, the year the iPhone came out. So this is the first generation who's wasn't alive before the iPhone came out, and. They grew up with parents who were sometimes Gen X, sometimes Millennials, <clears throat> who were completely self-absorbed, who were taking videos of themselves all the time, putting their, entire, like, putting their entire childhood out for the public to watch. And a lot of these kids get to be 16, 17, up into their early 20s, and they're like, yeah, no, I'm not fucking doing that.
0: Bro, oh, imagine you're 13, Yeah. and a peer of
1: yours is like,
0: Oh yeah, I've seen you. You're in that baby video. Yeah, like,
1: you're what? the you're, you're the you're the baby who eats dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. You know what I mean? So it's like they they definitely uh, they're in their punk rock phase right now, which is cool to see. Right, lots of colored hair, lots of wild fashion. There were some fashionable motherfuckers at AW. There were. I was surprised by, by the drip amount, amount of, of drift. I yeah. was
0: like, my kind of we kind of yeah. bounce around, uh, sort mm-hmm. of. Duties on reeling people in and keeping them there at the table um, This is another thing don't ever if anybody tells you to keep it real and don't try to sell your books You can keep it real But when they tell you that what they want you to do is stop They want you to shut up sit down and not make any money. You should be all about your money You should get your bread up. Yep. uh so, yeah, we were there to sell. Eddie's the carnival barker, reeling people in with the hook. Mm-hmm. And then e- any of us could pitch the table, you know, what all we have available from the gothic, lo fi vampire hunting, cyber, uh, cyberpunk to the magical realism, border town, queer bruja mm-hmm. shit to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then David's lurking like a mafioso. Yep. Um, just there, arranging, ready. arranging pens. Arranging pens.
1: Yeah, I would basically my in for people was talking to them about anime, and also, uh, definitely on Friday and Saturday, I was more like just asking them questions because, and the energy worked really well because Eddie's is very aggressive towards getting people to to buy, and it works. It totally works. And then when they would drift over to me, I was more like, tell me about yourself and what mm-hmm. you're into and stuff like that. And then I would be talking to them for about five minutes and Eddie would be like, it's one for 15, three for 15. Th- <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, so we had both of those. those Eddie was so funny too, dude, because he, um, when people would come by and he would say like, what kind of books do you like? If they said poetry, it didn't stop him. He was like, well, we have poetic books. Yeah. It's poetically written books. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this guy's such a fucking gangster, dude. Like, he's on it, mm-hmm. like a bonnet. And I think, uh, man, I haven't felt this good about, uh, like, I want to write right now. Like, I want to write, like, five books now to, just to bring to conventions. David
0: keeps opening Word documents while we're doing yeah, this. <laughs> I'm, <like laughs> looking at, like... I'm looking at all
1: my pre production <laughs> stuff, my outlines. I'm like, yeah. We're, uh, This is also the value of having a collective because Kelby and I went to the grocery store to pick up some stuff this morning. And I'm working on this book and I was like, I can't quite figure out how to, you know, there's a private detective, but I want there to be a lot of fist fights. And I want him to be, you know, sort of helping his, his half brother, whom, you know, so in this book, like the main character, very similar to my life, uh, his dad has a secret family with like other kids. And so I want the the mystery of the book to be the dad's been murdered and these two half-brothers have to form an awkward partnership. And I was like, and I want fist-fighting elements, but I want the detective to be, you know, kind of a pussy. And, and then we talked for like, what, five minutes? Yeah, just, just on like, the way to the
0: grocery store. And
1: then just figured it out. And I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah. So just having a person, like in Broken River's case, it's six people. But even if you just have one person... Who can genuinely engage with your idea? You need that other person to untangle what's going because in your your head's all fucked up. Cause you're like, I want this element and I want this element. I want it to be this and I want it to be this. Somebody who's outside of it, who's not going to write it, who has no real personal stake in it, can just be like, Well, why don't you do it this way? Mm-hmm. And then you go, Because oh, I can do that for other people, right? Uh, somebody tells me like, uh, you know, what their problem is, five minutes figure it out yeah but then your own shit you're like but it's kind of about everything (laughs) yeah and then it's like no it's not not really (laughs) and then
0: even being held accountable and um the pressure of other people seeing your shit as it's in development Mm -hmm. is good because um grant was asking me about roughneck and i was like oh fuck roughneck i'm not feeling it anymore i ain't gonna write that and then he was like oh man you should send it to me that was a good concept oh oh, man you should should let me check it out bro. (laughs) and so then I was like alright but for real it's not like I wanted it to be when I had the idea so you can rewrite everything but then I started him bringing it up had me thinking about it and had me thinking Mm -hmm. how do I want to alter it a little before sending anything to him so that he doesn't fuck with the shit that I don't fuck with. Yeah. And so then it had me thinking about the book more and then thinking how to restructure it to get back into it. And I was like, oh, oh, now I can write. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, now we can, mm-hmm.
1: me and Grant can work on this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of people asked us how the collective started. So, a brief history of Broken River is that it started in 2013 as a pretty typical small indie press. There were a lot of us at the time. There was Lazy Fascist. There was CCM. There was Eraserhead. We were all kind of doing the same thing. What's up, buddy?
0: He's doing a podcast right now. Hey, Toby. Hey, what's
1: up?
0: What's up? I'm playing with Daddy right now on the podcast. Do you want? Can you say Tater? Can you say Hi, Taters? Hello. Hello. Hello.
1: It's okay. Come on, let's some puzzles together. You want to go that? It sounds like trouble. Yeah, let's go. So Broken River started in 2013, and uh, like I said, there was a bunch of us around, and the model was basically to go through Ingram, uh, lightning source, to print off the books, get them on Amazon, and then, uh, you know, you find authors and put their books out, and, you you know, you split the, the royalties 50-50. And that... Over time, I just started to realize didn't work. That model didn't work because I didn't... There's a reason why big publishers do, like, an 80-20 split, and it's because they take that money, ideally, and put it into promotion and publicity. publicity. And the 50-50 split and the fact that we were just so small, like, I couldn't do right by the books. So the amount of books that were coming through that weren't making, like, any sales at all was really starting to be disheartening. And I was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I sending you like 10, $20 a month to like, this is a waste of everybody's time, basically. So I told I told all the authors like, hey, look, like you can have the covers if you want, um, but I want you to upload them to your own Amazon so that you can, I mean, you might as well just be self help. You can keep the Broken River logo on it. It can be a part of the press. So I did that, and then um, uh, Kelby and I always chat, and then we got uh, Grant into the mix, and then Simmons came along with Ghost of East Baltimore. I told him how it all worked. He got into it, and then Eddie, who's got like a million books in limbo, we were just like, why don't you just slap the Broken River logo on him?
0: Yeah, and the the ones of us who just fuck with each other all the time. Yeah. It's like, why don't we all fuck with each other and let's all publish each other's shit
1: yep and so basically everybody has their own account we can get into kelby's account business here in just a second yeah but everybody um, else has their account everybody else has an amazon account and we uh just upload our own shit and it's all with the broken river logo we all read each other's stuff we all edit each other's stuff we all help each other out with ideas we all go to conventions and represent broken river as a whole but each individual author is in charge of their own finances and ultimately their own success, right? So it's like a rising tide raises all ships. And to me, unless you do have a big, big boy budget to do things, it's just a more honest way of doing the press model to be like, look, I can't do anything for you financially, but we can all be a part of this powerhouse Wu-Tang collective group that helps each other out.
0: Mm Mm-hmm and i have no shade towards small presses who no. do things as passion projects and i appreciate when people put out great books and i appreciate when they take care into the covers and the presentation of it and everything uh mm-hmm. but if you are a passion project you need to be honest about that mm-hmm. and not promise your um like we're we're talking to artists we're talking to writers now like mm-hmm. if like you want to watch out for Yourself, you want to watch out for small presses and big presses, especially big presses. I don't know why you want to go with a big press. I mean, because they're not going to publish you. They're not going to put that publicity into your shit. They're going to put it into Kim Kardashian shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, th- I just think there was a uh, an author who was really upset because she wanted to use some sort of cover art. Her yeah, yeah, yeah. Her in we met art. somebody with a traditional. And, uh, and it was like unless yeah. unless you're getting paid. Big money to do that. Then why would you? Mm. By the way, this is also an agitator type thing. Is uh, babies talking uh, throughout the entire show? Yeah, it's just a a family
0: show in aesthetic, not in uh, (laughs) not in content or not in content. content.
1: But yeah, like, how's a publisher who's not going to give you two hundred thousand dollars have a say in what your cover looks like at all? Mm -hmm.
0: And even the ones who will give you two hundred thousand dollars. In this America, that's not gonna run too crazy long. That's so you like gotta, three trips you gotta to the look out. <laughs> yeah, that's like three trips to the grocery store. You gotta look out for those contractual binds. We've uh, we have already been in this game for well over a decade. Yeah. So time goes by fast, and to think you need to snatch up one big deal. Yeah. And I get it. I get it completely. Mm-hmm. I've done. Uh, well, out, outrageous and embarrassing things for money mm-hmm. um, But don't tie up the sacredness of your shit and the control don't hand over the control of your work for any, Anything less than a completely life-changing amount. Yeah
1: And what it comes down to when people end up going with these bigger presses what they have in the tank is prestige and legacy you know, we've been here for this long. We've published these people. You can be a part of this catalog of authors who are amazing.
0: And I appreciate some of the people we know who that. Uh, are honest about that. They're like, I just want
1: to be on the same press, Double as, Day or whatever. Yeah, as, as like, my heroes. Cool. And yeah, it's fine. Yeah, there's really, honestly. Um, I'm not really into the vibe of like This is the way to do it anymore Like fighting about like What's the right or the wrong way it No, I just want to tell wanna
0: people do. How to do it Who yeah. want to do it yeah. like yeah. us If Because there's people in that, Who don't yeah. understand That there's another There's a third way Because we were seeing that there Their eyes lit up And they go Oh shit I could do it like this And we're like Yeah, and here's how mm-hmm. And you do Whatever you want I mean I was telling plenty of people I have in my back pocket Like Publishing deal interest But like I'll learn like I'll entertain it. We'll see mm-hmm. but
1: It's not like something that you're pursuing. No, basically. absolutely not. Yeah, I mean either. I mean I I'm pretty solidly In the camp I always do the caveat of again Unless somebody wants to show up and say hey I'll give you two hundred thousand dollars because I would take that for sure.
0: Uh, I would take two hundred thousand at, dollars Well at this point I'm getting into movies. So yeah, yeah, they could tell me whatever. You're not allowed to write another book for... Or you're not allowed to publish another book for two years. I'd be like, I don't care. I'm making movies. That's fine.
1: And I, if that was me, I would just write the books during... The, I do like Stephen Graham Jones does. Yeah, just stack them. He's got a stack. He said it on a podcast. He was like, yeah, they want me to do one a year. But I write about four a year. So... <laughs> I just keep going, <laughs> <laughs> and ev- right. eventually he's gonna like see that. This is what I would do, right? Like if I mean, steven's probably like comfortable because he's got you know the teaching gig and then also this book a year. Shout out to his
0: students too. Ran yeah. into some Stephen Graham oh, Jones students. Yeah. Oh, did students. you? Yeah. I, oh, I didn't oh, were you that? not at the table? I wasn't, I yeah, yeah, yeah we that. ran into some Stephen students.
1: Uh, shout out to the goat SGJ.
0: We are big. This
1: is a Stephen Graham Jones fanboy podcast. But, like, if that was me, bro, like, what I would do is I would do the regular publishing until I got like that fan base, then I just go self publish, yeah, and keep 100% of the profits. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's another thing 100% of the profits. And when you all have a stake in each other's success, because rising tides do raise all ships, and people say that when they're being when they're networking Mm -hmm. with the scare quotes when they're being sociable and making friends and building community these are all red flag words yeah um those people are it's crabs in a bucket yep you keep your group small tight we don't let people in there were people coming up to the table there were great people who were Amazing to talk to people who even had really cool idea. We'd ask them, "What are you writing?" and they'd talk about shit. And we're like, "That sounds amazing! I cyberpunk? can't wait to read All that." Right. Yeah, like, it yeah, this, read it. yeah, really intriguing, like weird anime esh cyberpunk. That's right up our alley. Can't wait to read it on somebody else's press. Go yeah. do your own thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, keep your.
1: Doors are, cl- yeah, the, the, the doors are basically closed, and it's not an aggressive or, like, hateful thing. It's just that what I've realized is that, you know, if we've got six authors, that's good.
0: And we're genuine friends. You yeah. cannot come up to our table, meet us, and be like, we're friends now. No, no. No. Uh, I'm, I'm here with David's kid, like, bugging me to throw him in the air. Yeah. Like,
1: it's different. It's different, and it's just, and then those are the kind of people, over time, you learn, um, uh, And I know it sounds like a Drake song, but you learn who your real friends are, and, you know, not to get too, like, teenager about it, but, like, I ended up with a lot of fake friends who, as soon as it was advantageous for them, like, they put a knife in my back. So, I'm gun-shy of, pretty much, I'm polite and I'm nice, and I will chop it up with you, but I'm very gun-shy about putting my trust or faith in anybody who's not. Kelby, Grant, David, Rios, or Eddie. You know, I mean, that's pretty much it. That's it. Oh, and my mom. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yes, the mom, mom broken yeah. river
1: presents. Broken River presents oh, mom. mom. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there are um, multiple ways to do this. Uh, definitely encourage you to do your own thing. I think it'll ultimately be, and it's good to invest in yourself too. That's another point. Um, you have to
0: invest. It takes money yeah. to make
1: money. You got to. You're gonna have to pay. Mo- I think that's another reason, dude, that people go with bigger presses. But that's like the 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 '90s and back model. The idea that the press is gonna do. They also, work yeah, for they you. don't
0: put. They don't like. Bro. They don't put money into your no. shit. It no. doesn't. We, we so sell more than. Yeah. People so you see on. in Barnes and Noble. Yeah, we have we so sell many. more than them. We
1: have so many friends who have gone with these big presses. And then the press is like, I mean, if you want to hire a publicist, you can pay the $3,000 to do it. And it blows my fucking mind because I'm like, then why are you on a fucking press? Yeah. Why? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, yeah, you can go on social media and you can do all these things that's going to... I'm being real a lot of presses are are there to like raise their clout and you know and they want their authors to go out there and do all the social media work and pay all this money for publicists because it trickles back to the press Mm -hmm. and if you have a big book uh, they they keep half and they get the bragging rights of like look at this book that did so well that's on my press but they're not putting it up no they're not putting the money up
0: no so invest in yourself uh Go and get your
1: money up. It's hard work, but uh, it's a business. Yeah, it is a business. It's a business. You see, like I have so much respect for uh, the self-published writing community. I listen to the the self-publishing show and the bestseller experiment. Uh, all British people are on this. British people yeah. are like, yeah, they're they're ten toes down on the fucking self-publishing shit. But like,
0: weren't British people the first punk rockers too? Maybe is that, is that true? Punk rockers are probably screaming at me right now, but they don't buy my books. So So I don't don't care I don't don't know fucking self-absorbed loser. I don't know
1: your culture, bro Um, but they uh, They say that over and over and over again, and they're hardcore about it They say this is a business and if you don't want to be a business person then It's not for you
0: and there's some sneering at self-publishing. There's less these days But and then there's like shit talk about vanity press. It's like oh, so y'all are vanity press. It's like well, we're not a press. We're a group. We're a collective of self-published yeah.
1: authors. So, yeah, it's not... There's no vanity. About. Well, I mean, what does vanity press mean? It's like you started something to publish your own shit, then yeah.
0: Yeah, if that's what that means, then yeah.
1: Then yeah. Um, but... I recommend going and listening to those shows because they are always uh, going on about you know Amazon ads and Facebook ads and live events like the ones that we just did and we're about to get into Amazon and Facebook ads pretty heavy I restarted the cursed Facebook account to start a broken river Facebook that I can put money into that for my books um, and you know you guys can run ads on there and shit too if you want to but I think that Figuring out Amazon KDP and figuring out fa- those are the the two big ones. Facebook and Amazon KDP, and then there's you know TikTok and IG and shit like that. Maybe like, YouTube. Maybe YouTube.
0: We we'll yeah. figure out the right um, uh-huh. uh, commercial, especially going on a film
1: journey, merging the two worlds. Mm-hmm. hmm Um, so yeah, I mean, like, if if that kind of thing appeals to you, of like, you know, being a hustler and being uh, like some of the people who we met at AWP, who were, were just, like, there were some people who came by and talked to us, and they would walk away, and we looked at each other, and we we're like, that one's gonna make it. That one's gonna make it for sure, because they got the 100% correct attitude. Um, I won't say their name, because I don't know if anybody wants to be mentioned on the show, but like new writers, young people um, who just completely understand the game because they're Zoomers, because they grew up. Knowing. They grew up
0: knowing you can do it all yourself. Yep. The technology is at your fingertips. Yep. They see how their friends just who go to school with them will just be have millions of eyes on them the next, like overnight, yep. you know. Yep. They see how that can just happen.
1: Yeah. And that's the reality that they live in. Yeah. By the way, going viral on TikTok like I did kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't read any of the comments, but you keep getting that red flag and it's like, you know, hundred new notifications and I'm thinking fuck I don't I just want to
0: <laughs> oh man we're on some Joe Rogan shit too if you listen to this on uh, patreon.com agitator that's the best way to get to keep in touch with us because I ain't checking fucking Instagram bro No, like
1: no no you just you see all that all that shit and you're like I'm not reading any of that Because, I mean, some of it's cool, but, like, the one that I went viral for was the William Gibson Cyberpunk 2077 post. And it's just white dudes arguing with each other in the comments Mm -hmm. about cyber—about the game, the quality of the game, uh, the quality of William Gibson's writing, and who influenced who, and is he mad or isn't he mad. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I was just making a video, guys. (laughs) Go get a fucking life. Jesus Christ,
0: yeah. but, uh, but that's you know drawing that line in the sand between there's consumers and there's creators and They need each other. Yeah, so
1: absolutely absolutely you uh, just you just literally when they say don't look at the comments That is the best advice I think ever of just being like if you want to talk to me in real life That's fine, but and I guess on. that
0: goes with the don't look at the reviews Daddy. as well.
1: Hey, buddy Gus. What's up, bubba boy? We're about to wrap it up. You want to tell people about your KDP experience?
0: Yeah, so, um, you know, you come across a lot of obstacles in this. It's not a a hippie love party. It's a lot of hustle. Uh, There's a ton of struggle um, that you have to overcome and work around. If you want to be truly alternative, there are... I mean, it's an alternative journey. You're always figuring out solutions to problems that are thrown your way because the way that the system is designed is for you to fail so that it continues existing in the way that it is. So it's a fight, it's a constant fight. That's why they call it hustle. They don't call it happy tea time. Uh, so with KVP recently, my account got closed while we were at AWP. They sent an email that said, hey, uh, you've been cheating the system and your account is closed. So, and we're not gonna be sending you your royalties my way of cheating the system this is what I did so Amazon prints books right everything is Amazon's fucking run by robots and people who are like what do you call them like drop ship uh, sort of in, you know in the gig economy world yeah. the the drivers the people who work and their bosses an app basically um, I'm not talking shit I've done DoorDash and shit like that so like I kind of I get how that works and everything, but Amazon is run by fucking AI programs. And this AI program, this like evil computer, uh, Agent Smith motherfuckers, they were like, so we see how uh, you've been uh, shortcutting. how we don't like to send author copies to authors. We like to hold on to that for like a month and a half before we decide to print those and send them to you. And even though we'll print the same shit and send it to somebody else the next day if they buy it on Amazon, what I would do is I would drop the price of everything around like three in the morning, and uh, you know, so nobody else would see it. I'd drop the price on my shit. I'd order my own copies. I'd put the price back to normal, and the shit shows up on my door within two or three days. Yeah, because of
1: Prime.
0: Yeah, because of Prime. So versus fucking having to, you know, I'm about to go to San Antonio. We sell out of this shit. You have to constantly. You have to have stock. I'm always we're always running out of stock. Uh, it's like I can't. Plus, the amount you have to spend mm-hmm. very week to week, sometimes day to day, with money.
1: What it is is that they're not getting the shipping cost from you.
0: That's what it. They're not getting the shipping they're cost. Not the shipping and cost. yeah, so yeah, and. uh you know, you can't always just be, like, ultra-prepared. It's a very... You have to be grinding nonstop just because of your regular life shit and because of, uh... You have to be out there. You gotta be on the road. i going to San Antonio. I got other gigs to do. I got, you know, fucking narrating gigs to do. I got more shit to write. I got uh carpentry shit to take care of. I've got, like... And then there's San Antonio Festival coming up. There's shit in uh Virginia coming up. I got time to be waiting on a box of books to show up whenever, whenever it shows up. It's like I need those to take with me to sell. It
1: took for my books to get here. It took a month, and then they shipped it to
0: the wrong fucking house. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So, uh, so to get around all of that, I would do I would do that. I'd lower the price. I'd buy it off of Amazon. I'd raise the price back up. I'd get my books within a couple of days to take and sell. Amazon just doesn't like that and they were like I sold 400 copies of Mercy uh, and that was the one I was really paying attention to just because of the quantity but in January along with whatever I sold 400 copies of Mercy and they were like we're holding we're freezing all your royalties and your account is closed and basically goodbye <laughs> fuck you yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so you can't we find this all the time too, because we had signed up for a publisher's weekly. Okay. The publisher's marketplace. 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 Marketplace is an area where you can make announcements for book sales, and basically, whenever you see that so and so sold X novel to this publisher in a nice deal, a nice deal is anything from a dollar to like a thousand dollars. Very nice deal. It goes up, you know. Yeah, with, yeah. yeah. Super nice. Ultra nice. But what small presses do is they pay somebody fifty bucks and then they announce in Publishers Marketplace like, hey, this is, this is a nice deal. And the reason why is because number one, it's legitimacy; it looks legit, which fair enough. Secondly, movie people look at that shit. Mm-hmm. They movie people instantly became interested in our shit when we announced. Oh, announce, instantly! Like,
0: Every single time we announce something, we get hit up by so many people. Yeah, so it extremely was huge names.
1: Like an- another hack now. Somebody, one of you. Listeners snitched. Probably
0: one of you listening, because you probably got the dirt that we spill on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so fuck some of you.
1: Yeah, fuck, fuck whoever that was. But they uh, snitched to Publishers Marketplace that, like, oh, these are all self-published authors. Like,
0: there's no... Yeah, this isn't a press. This isn't, this isn't a press. Is a publisher. This is a...
1: And it, what annoyed me about it, I'm not going to put anybody on... Blast about it But this is what Small presses are doing This is
0: what every Small press does This is what everybody does We're just honest about it Every small press is Us Mm -hmm. Pretending to be A bigger publisher
1: Exactly So you'll see things like Again So and so Did something in a nice deal They probably like Haven't even paid them yet Anything Yeah They're just lying They all ask
0: me I know they're not not Offering me money All these presses Hit me up Left and right It's hilarious How many people Think that you just Want to be published and Some people do I guess and that's fine. hmm If that's if you just want to be like yeah, I'm a Florist who just wanted some published books. It's like
1: that's cool. Okay. Yeah, that's cool Anyhow, we got kicked off a of publishers marketplace and when we contested it and we were like, how is this any different from what other people did? They were like It's different. It's just different. Mm-hmm And I was like and they just stopped replying. <laughs> yeah, and then they just stopped replying and so this is another struggle that you will have as a kind of indie author is um, people don't want you to do that they don't want you to do things outside because like that's all they have like if you go outside of their publishing system and do things yourself some not all will do everything in their power to stop you from doing that right I'm sure there are people too who's like saw how many books we were selling at AWP and they were like they're not, Just so a, not They're not even a real press They're not even a real press They're not even a real press Why are they selling all those books And you know Haters are going to hate So whatever But it is frustrating When like Kelby You get your Amazon account shut down Or like all of us You get your Publishers Marketplace yeah, account shut cause down because what
0: that means now Is I've got I've already been super late On um, getting pre-orders For God is Wearing Black together To send out uh, Even late on finishing God is Wearing Black to print it um. and now I'm like
1: now you gotta wait even longer yeah because Take I'm copies. gonna have to get
0: the barcode I'm gonna have to buy a barcode instead of getting Amazon Uh instead of getting a free one from Amazon I'm gonna have to order it through Ingram and it gets here when it gets here Um all of that shit I'm gonna have to upload all of my shit onto Ingram because it was the majority of it was on Amazon
1: yeah yeah And I'm, you know, now I know definitely not not to do that in the future. Don't ever put your eggs in one basket. Don't Uh, ever put your eggs in one basket. Buy the ISBN,
0: buy the barcode, so you own that shit. And if Ingram gets mad at me, I will go to somebody else, but I'll have my barcodes. I'll have my...
1: I own that shit. Such a pain in the ass. But we soldier on. We keep going. We soldier on. Can't be stopped. Thanks everybody who came out to the table. Um, We were pretty much high for like a day. Oh, man, it
0: was so great We were fanning ourselves with money at the hotel because the hotel had no air conditioning. Yeah, Uh, that's another thing These aren't vacations. These aren't well. AWP is kind of a tax write-off because it's expensive as shit. Yeah, but um The majority of these things we do they're not tax write-offs. They're not vacations. It's business So you stay in crack hotels with no AC and uh, Then you just fan yourself with the money that you make at the convention
1: Yep. and then you repeat that process over and over again until you can stay at a normal at a really ballin' hotel. Yeah, normal ballin' hotel <laughs> <laughs> with like clean sheets and no no needles on the floor. So yeah, welcome everybody. Welcome to the broken world. Yeah. world.
0: This is agitator. Most of the time we uh, yeah we freestyle a little story on the fly. So listen to some of those for the gist of what we do. But
1: yeah, a- anything back beyond that. Uh, it's a it was actually two different dudes.
0: List, yeah, listener discretion.
1: Yeah. Um yeah. We're,
0: <laughs> I stand by everything I've ever said in my yeah, entire life.
1: Yeah, of course. Of course, yeah. No, go listen. It's all it's David all was playing
0: a character. Yeah. He thought it'd be fun to, to, to play a character.
1: To to play a uh, very angry, bitter drunk.
0: Yeah. I've only ever been me. Yeah. So if you don't like it then fuck you. Fuck you. Peace. Welcome.